Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Okay, we have a very special guest. He was on a hiatus. My brother of the same name, Brian Provenzale, is back. So welcome back. Thanks, Brian. Good to be here. Good to be back with amongst the Brians. I know. So it's almost like you're just on a sabbatical. And yeah, now you're just back. a five-month sabbatical. Perfect. So we're going to talk about our, one of our favorite subjects, and that's sports. And yeah. uh, we're going to go through your favorite sports movies. Okay. Well, I, I came up with a top ten list. I'm okay. not going to comment on every one of the movies, but this is kind of like top of my head where what where I am today and sure. in terms of my favorite sports movies. It'll change tomorrow of or course. <laughs> next week. But <laughs> Generally, these have been among my favorites since I've seen them. Okay. So, uh, number 10, Major League. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, do you disavow the second and third one? I like the second one. I don't think I ever saw the third one, honestly. They're in the so, minors, and I think Scott uh, Bakula is the main character. I can't. Maybe yeah. I saw it on cable, but I can't yeah. remember it at all. I don't yeah. know if any... Second maybe, one was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, didn't have... Uh, there are some good lines from Euchre in that one. Yeah, Still, it didn't have Wesley yeah. Snipes in it. Right, which I never like when they do that. Yeah, they, they just try to change. They should have yeah. had a new character. Exactly. Instead. But otherwise, I thought it was, you know, it was just kind of, okay, sequel. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, Major League was fun. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I should say why I like sports movies to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a big sports fan, to be, uh, for one. And right. I, I guess it just appeals to me, like, the overcoming of the odds, the underdog stories. Totally. It's pretty much a common theme of all... Absolutely, working movies. together as a team. Yeah, type of thing. yeah. and whether it's like you know, there's like the really it's just com- comes down to comedy or drama. Yeah, and sometimes the comedies have the drama in it too. That's know, right, makes it more exciting. But um, so number nine for mm-hmm. me is Victory. Oh yeah, the soccer um, movie. Soccer uh-huh. movie. Um, it's it's got the dual genre of being a POW World War II POW movie yeah. as well as a sports movie. That's and, right had Sylvester Stallone playing a goalie because he's the American and always wanted to use his hands. <laughs> That's right. So they made him be the goalie. <laughs> and uh, Michael Caine yeah. and Pele. Is Pele. That I remember some other famous soccer players of the time yeah. were in it. I think Franz Beckenbauer might have been in it. But it I, I came out remember. in 81, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it was, it's a pretty good movie for, for its era. Yeah. Um, it's just... I think I heard about it just because I was way into Rocky and I wanted to see anything yeah. with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. In it. yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, Stallone was actually good in that. Yeah. Um, and that's a forgotten one. Nobody's mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, it's one. a pretty that's, it's yeah. a pretty obscure movie. I think it's it's British and it's not too famous out here. It's not usually mentioned, but it, right. But I'm a big soccer fan mm-hmm. and I like I like those guys in it. Michael yeah. Kane and that's a good one. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so check it out if you like soccer. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. it's a good one. Um Number eight is The Sandlot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, classic kids sports movie mm-hmm. comedy. Kind of like a Bad News Bears, but a little bit more lighthearted. Definitely lighthearted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Less gritty. Yeah. Summary. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, yeah, just kind of like a in like a typical American kid summer of the 50s or 60s. Totally. Or whatever era. Mm-hmm. Um, you're killing me small. You're killing me small. <laughs> yeah. Very quotable like that. Um yeah, and my sister and I watched the heck out of that movie. Oh, yeah. Like a couple summers. Of, I don't know. Just like we would quote the whole darn movie. Sure, sure. And James <laughs> Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah, it, Field of Dreams actually is not on my top ten, but it is like I, that's when I say like maybe some days it'll be in my top ten, yeah. some days not. I mean, it's a great movie. Though. I think the argument against making it a purely sports movie is because really sports is almost the afterthought. It's more Kinda. like his journey and between his dad. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, I mean the theme is baseball and sports, but it's like the the. The, the journey is about it. yeah and so I think a, not, a lot of non sports fans like that movie yeah because yeah. it can go it, can it has, go has a crossover totally for sure mm-hmm. um, number seven Caddyshack definitely yeah one of the best comedies period mm-hmm. sports comedies period yep. I don't know just a great movie uh-huh. um, Bad News Bears number six the original the original Bad News yep. Bears not the remake no. which, <laughs> I don't know if I saw and I probably didn't see on purpose because yeah. like why why would you make remake that movie is so classic it I mean, is. Walter Matthau, perfect yeah. cast as the grumpy, grizzled veteran. And mm-hmm. and I love that pretty much the best player is a girl, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tatum O'Neill, she knows how to throw a curveball yeah. and, a, and a, a grease ball. Yeah. Right. yeah, I think it, I mean, I don't want to give away for anyone who hasn't seen that yeah. movie. You really should, but um, it has an ending that's not entirely expected, but entirely in keeping with the character. Exactly. Really. So yeah. I think it's... It's good. That's right. For, for that reason, mm-hmm. too. Um, number five, Chariots of Fire. Oh, okay. It's always mm-hmm. been... I don't know why. I mean, it's just kind of... It's more drama, too, than sports. I mean, sure. there's a lot of sports, but it's you know, it's a good uh, sports movie outside the, the, the major, you know, mm-hmm. baseball, basketball. Inspiring um, scores. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely score evangelists. Yeah. One of the most iconic theme songs yeah, ever, yeah, for yeah. sure. And then it's, it's also been used, ironically, in a lot of movies. I think it was in... Mr. Mom, yeah, exactly. he's like running in like the, the, the the company picnic relay race. That's right. And yeah, it's yeah. So. Mr. Mom was great just because yeah. uh, they they also used the Rocky theme too. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. That was great. That's yeah. an underrated <laughs> comedy. Underrated eighties comedies. Yes. Yeah. Um, number four, Rocky, mm-hmm. the original. Yeah, yeah, the original Rocky, mm-hmm. um, classic, and it's and it's a great movie about. The, not only the characters, but it's like a good Philadelphia movie. Like yeah. you know, it's one of those movies where you kind of feel like the city is a character. In Definitely. It. Um, and I lived in Philly for a year, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, I recognize that from Rocky. Uh, right. Like, it was cool. Um, and I think every sports movie, kind after it, kind of borrows a little bit. From yeah. That, you know? Know? So yeah. There's the the training montages. Sure, absolutely. The, yeah. Yeah. The whole underdog. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. underdog for sure. Um, Number three is a documentary when we were kings. Oh yeah, yeah, um, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of flows like a like a drama um, because you kind of have the it sets up the the clash between Ali and Foreman. Yeah, their big rumble in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of an interesting character study of both guys. Ali kind of comes. I mean, he comes off as both like a hero and somewhat of a villain because he's so harsh to Foreman oh, all the time. Yeah. Um, and Foreman is kind of like, why, you know, why they're chanting for Ali and they're saying, you know, Ali, kill him. Why do they yeah. want to kill me? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a person. And, and he did that. He used to do the same thing to Frazier. Yeah. Like, you know, he, um, and as it turned out, like Frazier actually helped Ali at times, you know, yeah. like, you yeah. know, he wasn't the villain he made it out yeah, to be. He yeah. Said, yeah. I mean, Ali, I think was just the master showman. So Absolutely. he used these guys as part of his, his kind of his act. And it's kind of like a. Almost like a WWF character. Totally, he, he was the WWF yeah, way like, before. Yeah, yeah, before they. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really fascinating documentary, just mm-hmm. at the time, and as well as kind of the politics going on. Uh, yeah, at, of you know around the fight. Definitely, so it was, it was uh, worth a watch, mm-hmm. even if you're not that into sports. Yeah, 
Um, and the fight itself was very exciting, although you have to be able to watch Ali take a beating oh, for seven man. rounds before yeah. he, he fights. Which, if we want to turn it back to Rocky Three, that's yeah. pretty much the rope a dope way Rocky Three <laughs> Rocky used on Clubber Lane. Yeah. So, yeah. Rocky Three. Yeah, that would be, that's up there, too. Rocky <laughs> Two, Rocky Three, all, yeah. all those, the early Rockies. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, yeah, Creed actually, actually is a recent movie that I really liked. Really well and, done. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to my list. Yeah. Number two is Hoosiers. Got it. Yeah. Best bathroom movie. Yeah, I don't. I can't really think of it. I mean, Hoop Dreams is good, but it was mm-hmm. really long. It's yeah. not a movie that I'd want to watch mm-hmm. over and over. Hoosiers is is amazing. It um, is. Gene Ackman's perfect yeah. in that role. Yeah. yeah, he was great. The kids are great. Dennis Hopper. Um, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. He is. Yeah. He plays a drunk guy, really. <laughs> well, I don't think it's too far off. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if he has a little bit in more in character than we thought. Well, between I think the same year didn't Blue Velvet come out the same year? So oh, he probably yeah. yeah. That's another crazy yeah crazy and guy. yeah. So my number one yeah. is The Natural because that's mine too. Uh, it's just it's the classic baseball movie for mm-hmm. me. Um, it's what you always imagine. You know, you end up in the, <laughs> the guy against all odds comes up at the end with the chance to win the pennant. Absolutely. Bottom of the nine, two outs. Yeah. You know, it all comes down to that moment. More mm-hmm. or less, so. And that and another theme song, which almost every ballpark uses oh, yeah. to death because, yeah. you know, just because you hit a home run doesn't mean you get the, yeah. the Roy Hobbs theme song. Yeah, that's true. But well, there um, were a couple of times I, I went to some Giants games where they played it kind of a really opportune time. Yeah. It was like a big home run to change mm-hmm. the game or something. something. And and you and I grew up in the same era, so Will Clark was called the natural. Yeah, yeah, so the, yeah. swing. Yeah. yeah. Left-handed batter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, just there's so many great scenes, and, and I, I mentioned it in in the, uh, pri- the prior episode, but, um, you know, him striking out the whammer, which is like the Babe Ruth yeah, character, yeah. was perfect. I mean, because he could do everything. He could pitch, yeah. he, could, he could hit, he could do anything. So. Yeah, it's really um, and I don't know if you ever, did you ever read the book? No, but I know that there's a, a significant change in the ending. Yeah, absolutely, it's yeah. completely different. It's, it's much more kind of depressing. Exactly, <laughs> it's of the time, and I yeah. think it was written in the the 40s or 50s. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't. The movie wouldn't have lived, you know, lived on and on. If yeah, I don't think book. so. It had it had to have the happy ending. Absolutely. Yeah. I kind of wonder if they had, did they always atten- intentionally intend to make the movie with the happy ending. I believe so. Yeah. I, I I think they just felt that. Him, I'll give it away. He basically throws the game for the right. owner, um, or yeah, for the guy that's going to be buying the team. Yeah, um, from from Pops. But yeah, I mean, it's just I, I get maybe if it came out in the seventies, they might have been grittier. But yeah, I think yeah, the, the happier eighties, it worked better because as the a, book was from the seventies, right? I think the book was like from the fifties. Oh, fifties. Yeah, okay. so it's kind of like post World War Two. Huh. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. I wonder if it was written kind of as a fictionalized. You know, eight men out, which is another great movie. Another great one. Yeah, I know. There's so many good ones. Could be on my top. I don't know. I have like a top fifty of sports movies. that's easy. So it's hard to. I you know. So this is the second part of the sports episode. I did a top fifteen list. Usually I don't do that many, but it was too. There's so many to leave out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you like sports, it's easy to. Oh, totally. So these great list. Thank you so much, Brian. It's good to be back. This might seem a weird interview to, to talk about sports with Danielle because hey. it, it's, well, it's soccer or nothing, right? Volleyball. Volleyball. But there's, I, are there any volleyball movies? No, really. Have you ever seen a movie about volleyball? Hey. <laughs> well, I'm going to write one, I don't know, direct. <laughs> that is not what, okay. what would you call your volleyball movie? Volleyball movie. <laughs> That's what you would call it? Volleyball. A movie about volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, <laughs> oh, that's a good imagination. <laughs> Great one, yeah. 
<laughs> what are you going to call your sports movie? Sports. Yeah. Okay. See? <laughs> well, on that note, what is your favorite sports movie besides volleyball? So, my favorite sports movie is Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Really? No. Okay. <laughs> I never got it. I know. I saw some scenes. I like the movie. I mm-hmm. won't lie. But it kind of gets slow. There's some it parts does. that I don't get it. And I still don't get it why people like that so much. Oh, I, I liked it too. I mean, you, it's an interesting. It's more of a romance movie than a sports movie. And maybe that's why I don't like it. Probably. But um, <laughs> sports is involved because um, Cuba Gooding Jr., he's a sports agent, Tom mm-hmm. Cruise, and his main client. Or his only client is Cuba Gooden Jr., mm-hmm. who plays football. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's about the sports industry, but it's more about his personal life than anything. Yeah. I mean, everybody, I, I just want to sound cool, like I oh, know so Jerry it Maguire. Oh, yeah. what's my... <laughs> you could have said, like, bring it on. Remember the cheerleader movie? No idea. Okay. It's, okay. it's all like your volleyball movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, no, I have a favorite... And you're gonna make fun of me. I will not make fun you of you. Going it can't to? be it can't be any worse than your volleyball movie. Come on. Okay. It's radio. Radio. Well it's okay, so yeah. It's with the same actor, by he, the way. He's he plays really a completely good. different role. See, he's yeah. really good. He good. He's a good actor and the movie is so touching. I really like mm-hmm. it was I don't know, the movie was very touching. I so really explain like so if you if people haven't seen it, can you explain the plot? Of the movie? No. But <laughs> <laughs> wow! It really he, sticks. Is it? I don't know. He was. Um, okay. He I'll, was a uh, foot soccer. No. What's how do you call it? It's American thing? football. Yeah. And so he um, the hands, but yes. Yeah. So the American football. He was a helper first, right? Yeah. So radio is a mentally challenged. Um, You're so polite. I am. I mean, you can't <laughs> call it retarded anymore. Uh, I'm so... Um, so, but soon, uh, so radio um, <laughs> is basically an assistant to this exactly. coach that the coaches a yes. um, football team. It is. It is very sad and it's very touching. And I think mm-hmm. I like it more because I like Cuba Junior. And mm-hmm. you know, I like the roles that he does. And in this movie, he was cool. Completely different. Mm-hmm. So, and it's actually, I don't know if you knew this, based on a true story. There, this yes, is based on a real yes, fan, yeah, I know that. person. So it is a beautiful movie. And I like it because it was a true story. I mm-hmm. always like movies like that. And I like the actor. So that counts as a sport movie. See? Oh, I agree. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it has to be. So that, that's your favorite sports movie? It is. Yes. More than The Karate Kid. More than a karate kid. Wow. I mean, I like the song. Oh, that's a good song. But uh, <laughs> I watched a karate kid so many times as a kid, mm-hmm. like on TV, not on movie theater, but on TV. I watch it so many times. I like it. But now, I, I don't know. I, it, I watch so many times that I cannot watch anymore. Well, I'm glad you picked radio because nobody else picked that. That's oh, a good one. Of course one. not. <laughs> Well, I was about to take Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. Actually, you should have picked that one too. Oh no, I I'm picking for my kids. Okay, Gabriel they like Kung Fu Panda. Movie. Oh yeah. Okay, well, watch out for 2018 when the new movie called Volleyball, Volleyball. Movie is released. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay, I'm not going to forget to intro you. Enrique is back. Hello. <laughs> So for this week, we're going to talk about our favorite sports movies, mm-hmm. and after some thinking, 
You got one. I have one, and it's Remember the Titans. That's a great one with Denzel. It's my favorite Denzel movie and mm-hmm. my favorite sports movie in general. So that, that high school football, I believe, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. what about this one do you like more than, let's say, Friday Night Lights? Um, because the true story of Remember the Titans is mm-hmm. actually about um, racial desegregation. Right. And I think it makes just a beautiful analogy to, you know, being on the same team Mm -hmm. and wanting the same things and needing to kind of become one. And it just is a great, like, representation of what the nation was going through at the time. Sure. This is in the 50s, I believe, right? uh, Yeah, it was late 50s. It was just as these schools were desegregating Mm -hmm. and you bring in a black football coach, a failing, you know, football program. program, And you got a lot of new black guys coming out for the team. Yep. Playing together for the first time. Was this Alabama? Or was it Arkansas? I don't it, remember. Somewhere in the South, I know. It was yeah. in the South. The yeah. South, obviously, is relevant because they had to desegregate yep. because the North wasn't segregated. That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just, it was how I learned a lot about what it was like to be in, like, a segregated school yeah. and the time of the time that we were going through Mm -hmm. and it's just a great sports movie it is it's just a good story in general yeah yeah um how these kids were training like i love the training sequences there's you know (laughs) he's yelling at him about not being able to Mm -hmm. drink water water is for the week (laughs) that's right oh god that one lasts today today you gotta have your water but how many feet are in a mile Uh, yeah (laughs) how many feet are in a mile oh my god he's so good denzel he is he's good in everything he's so good and i just i really appreciated that movie for its social commentary well i don't think people really understand how sports in general i think had a lot to do with the civil rights movement because it, it, it kind of brought this common Good that we're not as different as you yeah, think we're, you know, totally. because I mean, Jackie Robinson, in my opinion, had, was just as important, if not more, than Martin Luther King because he sure. changed the narrative um, of people that, I mean, Red Barber was the announcer of the Dodgers and admitted he was bigoted yeah. until Jackie Robinson came in and totally changed his outlook on uh, the whole African American race. And, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson was the perfect person to do it because he didn't fight back, at least not the first year. Like, he had to take everything. Yeah. And if he had, you know, done anything that would have, you know, that would have screwed up everything. And he didn't. And he took everything for this whole race. Yeah, And, totally. and really changed the minds of a lot of people that, you know, were bigoted. Sports definitely are kind of a very helpful tool for getting bigoted people to change their minds. Yeah, <laughs> because it, you're not going to explain it to them with like logic and reason. No. And, and <laughs> right. sorry, this is so no, but it also so helped unfair. with that Pee Wee Reese, who was one of the main um, players for the Dodgers and was white, um, also befriended him. Like he did something simple by just yeah. you know putting his arm around his shoulder, and that made a lot of people. If Pee Wee Reese likes him, you know then yeah, like sports is just like a very primal. It appeals mm-hmm. to your very like basic like <laughs> I don't know yeah. primal desires. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta win. play especially team sports because yeah, you know? um, and I just think that. A lot of social, there's a lot of social issues in the sports community, mm-hmm. um, racism, sexism, misogyny, mm-hmm. but the second you have athletes who are, are willing to address the thing, yeah. whether it be directly in like a 
press interview or just like through their living their own lives sure. and interacting with the people they interact with the charity work they do like mm-hmm. they, they have such a huge role um, yeah in terms of being and obviously there's still a long way to go because you know while they've come forth with the racial divide definitely are behind the times when it comes to sexuality because oh yeah um, totally. i mean you see what happens you've yet to see somebody that was you know openly gay in a major sport uh, it's Wait, always isn't after. There, there a new openly gay football player? What's his name? Michael Sam, but Michael he, Sam. he never really made it, so that was the problem. So oh, somebody I that's see. you know, so obviously they're out there, and they always and they always come out after, um, after they, they, they would when they retire, oh, yeah. but not an active player. It happened in basketball too. Um, I forgot his name. I think he went to Stanford. Um, he has a twin brother too, but he he came out, but after he retired, so. Um, I think, you know, once, once that happens, <laughs> we'll, we'll see it, how yeah, I think open-minded it'll, people are. It'll be good. I mean, it'll happen eventually. It's just hard to, like, be fans mm-hmm. if you're not, like, a hetero slash misogynist, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you, you want to be a sports fan. Like, you want sure. to find a team that you love and but then you go to these events or you like really realize the culture that surrounds it and you're mm-hmm. like I feel so unwelcome mm-hmm. like my opinion feels unwelcome well I think it's, yeah sports in general I mean it's I've seen so many stupid fights just other fans fighting yeah, yeah. it's like you don't even play for the team you know you're not getting paid by them yeah. there's no reason to get so upset that this person likes the Dodgers and that person likes the Giants. I mean, really? <laughs> it's, it's not that important. You're not part of that team. The players don't fight with each other, you know? That's what I mean by, like, it, it, pandering to our yeah. primal instincts. Totally. It's like you want to have a, a group or a social group, and if anybody threatens your integrity or your value, yeah. you want them destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so primal and silly yeah. to me. But obviously, sports are fun and awesome, and yeah. do so many important things for, mm-hmm. for people in their lives, and especially oh, for kids. Like, oh, totally, it plays a huge role. It played a huge role in my life. As a kid. Yeah, well, I think especially at a young age, youth sports, as long as the parents don't get too crazy about it, <laughs> is a good thing because you learn how losing is good. You know, you yeah. you gain more from losing than you actually do winning because you learn to pick yourself back up and try again, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, my experience with sports growing up, there was such shame associated with losing. On right. My track team was so competitive, and we were, like, the top in the league for mm-hmm. so many, like, nine years running. Mm-hmm. And then I was on the team the first year we got second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, like, this sense of shame. And, like, it really carried into the next season. Right. It was crazy. But... I definitely think that it helped us become a better team because there was a lot of like negativity between players when we were on right. top because if you were the weak link, you mm-hmm. were like judged and and you know cast aside. But when we were all like in this rebuilding place, mm-hmm. rebuilding from second to winning again, yeah. um, it was there's a lot more support. Sure, you know, sure. So because you have a common goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And that's kind of why I like to remember the Titans. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's true. Uh, my Little League team, I remember we it was like devastating when we lost. Um, we, we got pretty far and then, we, and then we lost the championship. But the next year we won it. And it made it that much better. Yeah. You know, because we experienced what it was like to lose. But then you also experienced the glory. And that, that's yeah. always fun. So Yeah. You know. 
That's a great pick. I, I want to rewatch Dave. it. I hope uh, nobody else takes it. <laughs> I don't think they will, but that's that's a good one. That's yeah. A great one. Thank you, Enrique. No problem. Hey, welcome back, Juan. <laughs> We're going to do sports movies this week and your favorite sports movies. So it could be anything. So I'm curious to hear what you have to say. All right. So I don't watch a lot of sports films. However, this one popped into my head. Okay. Dodgeball. Yeah. You know, that's on my list for favorite uh, comedic sports movies. <laughs> and uh, that is a fun one. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember watching this in theaters and I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a sports movie. I hate sports movies. They're just like... <laughs> Whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this team can't win or whatever. Look, we're winning. We're the underdog. Yeah. yeah. Like, the fact that the movie makes fun of this whole... It's even called... Trope. The full title yeah, is like uh, Dodgeball and Underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the cast is great because um, Ben Stiller kind of goes back to his dark, comedic uh, element that he has. Oh, ben Stiller's great in that movie. He it's is. fucking crazy. <laughs> he is, and I love that his real-life wife is in oh, it, yeah. and she can't stand him in the movie. It's great seeing, like, any film that he's in Mm -hmm. and then, like, seeing her cameo or her actual appearances in the film. Yeah. Because it's, like, always in there. Always. Always. And uh, Vince Vaughn plays pretty much Vince Vaughn. He doesn't really change. Um, But the character actors are so good. Right. Um, God, Rip Torn is just is the he's oh, yeah. really cantankerous. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge yeah, a wall. exactly. Like this so, ridiculous shit that you're just oh, makes no fucking sense. What, but it's I, a great film. I'm gonna paraphrase the line, but it, it always cracks me up. He's like, "Do I have to drink my own urine? No, but I do because it's sterile and I like the taste." You know, it's off that in and out. But he was cracking me up. Like I think his name was um, okay, something old Ohu- Patches of Hulahan. Yeah, Patches of Hulahan. <laughs> Which his younger self, when they were showing like how to play dodgeball, was Hank Azaria. Like he oh, plays really? the young patches in the um, oh, yeah. the film they're watching. Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Um, God, what's the kid's name? Uh, Which one? Long? Justin Long. Justin Long's in it. He's one of his earlier roles. Real lanky the kid. Yeah, the guy who plays uh, Milton in Office Space. Is the guy with the glasses? The kind of, he's kind of overweight, older guy. Mm, yeah, no. There's the guy who, who's totally always like the him. pirate. Oh yeah. yeah, the guy from Firefly. Yes, yeah, he's really funny. In that. Uh, but yeah, they just get so many really good character good actors, actors, good yeah. roles. Yeah, great, just funny one-liners. Mm-hmm. Like with the weird, uh, what do they call the Cobra? Oh yes, yeah. Every time they walk into the room, they do like, like yes. This. But then, when you get to the end, more office space, you have uh, Lumberg, um, the the guy who plays Lumberg, uh, who's the announcer, with um, oh right, yeah, I remember with Jason Bateman, yeah, and so that's what, that's what they're on uh, ESPN the Ocho or something like that, <laughs> ESPN Eight. <laughs> but yeah, just a great movie. It's it's a lot of fun. Huh. It's, a, it's a, that's a good one. So when's the last time you actually watched that? Oh man, on TV it's been a while. Yeah, like not even. I think the last time I watched it from beginning to end was probably in theaters and mm-hmm. then every time I see it on TV like I'll watch, watch and sit mm-hmm. but it's never like from the beginning it's just like wherever I come in yeah it's one of those Comedy Central movies that yeah. if it's on I'll, I'll watch it yeah no matter what so. yeah it's just great watching her like Kate yeah you know just like school these guys oh yeah because yeah. what was it she was a softball, softball pitcher yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I figured if you like this one you probably like Blades of Glory oh my god Blades of Glory <laughs> is amazing this weird like homoerotic <laughs> yeah, movie yes. and like we have these two guys who try to be like super like masculine and butch and yeah, like, whatever and they're not <laughs> and Will Ferrell is just like hilarious where he's all like oh I wash my hair with like horse shampoo yes <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, John Heater, who's pretty much always Napoleon Dynamite and everything yeah. he's in. But it still, it works. And, and, oh, uh, yeah. and Amy Poehler, her then-husband, yeah. inappropriate relationship the, as the, the total incestuous. Sister. Yeah, yeah. totally incestuous, yeah. It's, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. It's, but I love how we're picking totally non-traditional sports movies, and that's what I want, because <laughs> my list is baseball-heavy, so that's okay. No. <laughs> yeah, no. This is why I interview different people. So that's awesome. Thank you so much, Juan. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Okay, so this week we're going to interview Linley about her favorite sports movie because she loves the sports ball. It always, <laughs> that's all we talk about. Who, who's your favorite football player? Joe, Joe Montana. Montana. Yeah, that's everything's so Joe Montana. Yeah. He can name maybe like Peyton Manning. Is he a football player? He was, yes. Oh, he's no longer he's no, a football He's player. retired. Who's the young guy married to Giselle Bunche? He's not even young. He's 40 now. Oh. Yeah. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yes. But yeah. he's the old. he's the one who's old, too old to be playing, but he's still playing because he follows like the vegan diet. Yes. I yes. mean, they talk. That's all. I, that's yeah. why I know because they've his, I've read about this. His in crazy the, diet there. on the Daily Mail. I'm like sure. he won't eat. Um, what is it that he won't eat? Well, I don't think he eats any sugar or yeah, no sugar, gluten. Yes, I think he's even like gluten free. I think they're vegan too. I don't think yeah. he eats. No, no, they do eat meat, but not. It's like specific mm-hmm. meat. Well, I know he's gonna. <laughs> they're gonna start selling those kind of um, like uh, those box meal deliveries. Yeah. I know. Yes. Yeah, that's I read cool. about that too. Gonna, are we going to sign up for that? <laughs> I might. Yeah, no, I won't. You can play football now. So that'll be good. Okay, so oh, you have Roger Craig's autograph that I still haven't seen yet. I know. Okay, I really have to. I don't. I, it must be in one of the boxes I have at home. The backstory is. very few boxes. When we met some of the 49ers back in 83 or 84. Yes. 80? It must be 84. Okay. Could and, be 83. I and, don't know. And through a process of elimination, I determined it was it had to be Roger Craig. It has to be Roger Craig because yeah. he said he was a rookie. He was a rookie. That's what he told 80, me when I got his yeah. autograph. Yeah. So it was eighty three. It was eighty three. Yeah. So yeah, good job. See, my uh, <laughs> dad and uncle Daryl <laughs> will because appreciate because I that. loved Joe Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone did. Yeah. That's, yeah. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, Steph Curry of his day. Yes, yeah. right. And yeah. my daughter loves Steph Curry. Yeah. Everyone loved Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's oh, get to. Oh, yeah. Steph Curry was at the Hamilton show, but I didn't oh, no see way. him. That we went to on Sunday. So I'm not sure if he was at the showing that we went to, mm-hmm. but he and In San Francisco. Aisha, yeah, mm-hmm. were at the... Yeah, they seem like really nice people. Like every yeah. time they're, yeah, they seem pretty down to earth for I being know, in the right? spotlight. I so wish much. I would. I didn't, I mean, I didn't even see anything yeah. or notice anything. So nobody so. was uh, like... Well, he may not have been at our showing. He went oh, okay. to the Sunday mm. opening. Um, so, and I was there on Sunday, but they had two showings. So oh, okay. I don't know if he was up there. He was at that, exactly. Yeah. That's cool, though. I'm glad they go to normal function right, things. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though that's not a normal function, uh, it's so hard to get well, that Well, they ticket. were backstage, and they had pictures mm. with all the cast and stuff. I did not go backstage. Well, I know he, uh, <laughs> him and Drake are friends, and so they went to, like, In-N-Out Burger after a Warriors game. In oh, Oakland. that's cute. Yeah. yeah so. Very cute. All right, so your favorite sports movies. It's probably not traditional sports, but that's okay. Talladega Nights. That's a race car driving. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> You gave me the idea for that one. Because I know that's one of your... You, <laughs> you actually really like that movie. I do love that movie. So what it's about that? It's very funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. you got to ride with a cougar. That yeah. part is crazy. <laughs> and he's like, if you're going to learn how to ride, you got to ride with a cougar. And then he gets in the car and there's really a cougar there. Uh-huh. Um, well, I love funny. how he kind of went with the, the GW... Uh, Bush voice in that one. Yeah, he, kinda, oh, he definitely ha- he's yeah. doing that voice for sure. And I love what was his kids Walker and Texas Ranger or Walker and yeah, Ranger. So yeah, so they they take the they told the grandfather they threw his war medals in the river. And they're like they're like these terrible children. <laughs> the worst but that children one ever. thing, like why would they say that? We we took your war medals and we threw them in the river like that. <laughs> what are you gonna do, old man? <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> 
want to see some napkins in the lap. Boys, how was school today? I threw a bunch of Grandpa Chip's war medals off the bridge. Well, sounds like a good day. Texas Ranger, how about you? Well, the teacher asked me what was the capital of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I said Washington, D.C. Bingo. Nice. She said, no, you're wrong. I said, you got a lumpy butt. She got mad at me and yelled it, <laughs> and I pissed in my pants. And I never did change my pee pants all day. I'm still sitting in my dirty pee pants. So. I went my bed until I was 19. There's no shame in that. I get emotional. Hey. You guys are working so hard, and I'm just so proud of you. You remind me of me, precocious and full of wonderment. I'll tell you what, Ricky, you are truly blessed. These two are two in a million. I am. I can't hold my tongue. These kids are my grandchildren, and you are raising them wrong. They are terrible boys. Shut up, Chip, or I'll go ape shit on your ass. I'm gonna scissor kick you in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, turn up the heat. Go on and get some, boys. Come on. I'm 10 years old, but I'll beat your ass. Chip, I'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey. Like a spider monkey, go on. Chip, you brought this on, man. Greatest generation my ass, Tom Brokaw is a punk. What is wrong with you? Chip, I'm all jacked up on my I love that. You gonna let your sons talk to their grandfather like that? I'm their elder. I sure as hell am, Chip. I love the way they're talking to you. Because they're winners. Winners get to do what they want. Hell, you're just a bag of bones. Only thing you ever done with your life is make a hot daughter. That's it. That's it. That is it. If we wanted us some wussies, we would have named them Dr. Quinn and Medicine Woman, okay? <laughs> we're really mean to the grandfather. I will, um, yeah, the, this, your Walker clips will be nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and then they think when they're they're praying at, at dinner, they're thanking all the sponsors like yes. Pepsi and Domino's Wonder Pizza. Bread or yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Wonder Bread. <laughs> exactly. And then Sasha Baron Cohen is just mm -hmm. very funny in that. Yes. And then that story that he tells about he really had to be securely taken out of a NASCAR uh, what is it, a rally? What are they Race. called? Race? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what are they called? A road show? What is it? Um, because people like t were going to commit hate crimes on him yes. for the character he was portraying. So it was just like crazy stuff like that. I, I never under... And NASCAR is like one of the biggest sports in the U.S. In the U.S.? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it's And huge I don't sport. get it. You're just watching the same cars go around in a circle. So. I mean, I don't get a lot of sports, but that is That's, definitely not yeah. one I get. It's like monster trucks, right? That I can see kind of fun. <laughs> They're crushing other things. Oh, but, okay. But. Now we know. Brian's <laughs> a big monster <laughs> truck fan. Not a big monster truck <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. uh, the best line I heard from George Carlin years ago, he's, okay, the only good thing about NASCAR is where else could you see a 40-car pileup and not be in the thing? Right, right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's the only time. But, I mean, people have had uh, been seriously injured just watching it because Parts fly I from the car so, after right. they crash. Do they? Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of nice. My information about NASCAR is Talladega Nights and Cars, <laughs> and the <laughs> children's <laughs> animation movie, which With, my uh, child was really into when it came out. Larry the Cable Guy doing um, yeah, yeah, he's pretty funny. Everyone likes it. That's the one and that Owen Wilson is the... I know. And then the first one, Paul Newman, I think that was his last role. Yeah, he played Hudson. The Hudson? old car. Hudson, yeah. maybe? Mm-hmm. Hudson something. Yeah. I don't remember. So besides... Talladega Nights, you couldn't come up with that. Well, you told me Hoop Dreams doesn't count. It's a documentary. It counts, because actually, Malin did some documentaries, so I will allow it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hoop Dreams is just a devastating yeah. thing to watch for these, like, 
yeah, these boys who are, I mean, they just fall out for injuries, which is really what happens to all potential, most potential, like, you know, star athletes, right. basketball star athletes, they both got scholarships to these fancy private schools to play basketball. Yeah. They're both, you know, going to be like top picks um, for their college chances. Mm -hmm. They got select, both of them. So they're out of high selected. school going into college? Or well, they're, they're in high school. No, okay. it follows them for several years mm. through high school, moving from like their public school to getting scholarships yeah. to these competitive basketball high schools, I guess, which I guess is what they do. They oh, basically, yeah. I mean, it's also really shady. Like, totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's super shady. In fact, I think one of the kids got busted for taking something uh -huh. or I don't know what it was, but not, I mean, the college was giving him of course, the it, gift. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, one of them gets a terrible injury and mm. cannot even go play basketball. Therefore. Yeah. I mean, that's his hoop dreams that are was it. over. Yeah. yeah. And they're and not going there to go to so school. <laughs> that's well, the problem. Yeah. That's the other problem too. But I, I think the system, cause college, college sports is just as corrupt as pro sports. It is. Yeah. yeah if not sure. more, cause yeah. they try, they mask this, well, you're going for your education, but mm -hmm. all these donors are, are... But, you know, if if you are taking away scholarships from other kids who actually want to go to school, then they should yeah. just pay the player because they make so much money for the, the but school. But they can't... So that's the shady thing. Right. They can't pay these kids to come to their school, but they give them sports cars. Sure, they which you're not supposed to do. prostitutes in some uh -huh. cases or whatever, women willing to right. go after them. There's a really good podcast where this... Mm -hmm. um, this is getting off topic, but no, uh, no. anyway, this NFL player mm -hmm. um, talks about it that he says, "I, you know, I played football my whole life. I love it, but I can't watch. I can no longer watch because he knows what happened. Because what goes he on. just felt like it was so. He was so used. He was just yeah. a piece, you know. He was, and so many of his friends, like he was the one who made it to the NFL, yep. and so many of his friends did. And I'd have to. You'd probably know the player. I didn't mm -hmm. know him, but anyway, he had a really good story. I mean, he invested all his money, and then there's also this whole side of other players that yeah. make a lot for a little bit of time, but they don't. Invest. Invest. Well. They yeah. don't. Yeah. So. Well, anyway. that and then they have their entourage that they keep That's with the them, other thing, who yeah. are All just this, hangers like, people on. People also just taking advantage of them. Totally. Right? And, yeah, and so. actually, it's even though they make a lot of money, football especially, they make less amount for the amount of stress they put on their body. Right. And right. Right. People don't factor in. You have to pay your agent. You have mm -hmm. to pay all these different things. You have to pay taxes in every state you play in. Yeah. That's so crazy. yeah. So I mean, yeah, they make a ton of money. Don't get me wrong. But right. If you don't financially planned correctly you could, if you don't you make broke. it past a year or two you you're in trouble yeah exactly. you're one injury away i think away. there's a great esp i've heard there's a really mm -hmm. good espn documentary talking about this about players yeah. who went yes broke, broke. yeah sure. is it called broke i think it is called broke. i think it's yeah. called <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's good anyway hoop dreams is just yeah, yeah it's along those lines it's, it's and it follows the kids from a really long period yeah. i mean you watch them go from young you know 13 mm -hmm. prepubescent almost prepubescent to graduating high yeah. school and stuff so it's a really good documentary well, I would I, highly recommend it I think they should offer the kids like look if you want to go to school fine we'll pay your way but you yeah. have to go to school for real or you know forget it you're not going you can you can play for our college right um, but you're getting paid basically mm -hmm. and and let someone else Right. Use their, I mean, school. but then that you should have an option. It's the whole purpose. It of does defeat amateur the, sporting. Well, the whole then. it's happening now. It's just an illusion. <laughs> it is exactly. Yeah. It's an absolute illusion. But yeah. then, yeah, it is right. And that's and so they are top players. There are genuine players who make it. Oh, who absolutely. Are yeah. Students and mm -hmm. yeah. There are student athletes. I there mean, are most student of, athletes who were not star players. Right. Yeah. But most of them are going to very good schools like Stanford and, sure, and sure, places sure. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, and that's why and the NBA changed their policy where you still have to you have to either be I think nineteen mm. or go to one year of college. Uh, you yeah, can't come straight NFL, out of high school again. I thought NFL you have to wait four years, right? 
No, not for you. I mean, you can go, you can, if NFL's a little different. Basketball, okay. I mean, you know, your LeBrons and Kobe's were coming straight out of high school. Wow. And so amazing, the colleges yeah. didn't like it because they were losing some of the best prospects. Yes. So, God, yeah, it's all money. It's yeah. all money. It's all See, you're learning more than you ever <laughs> wanted to about sports. <laughs> Thank you, Lindley. Thanks. Today, it's now sports season. Well, it's always sports season, but baseball season is now going. And so I want to talk to people about their favorite sports movies. It doesn't have to be about baseball. It could be any sport, and we can get very liberal about it. So what is your favorite sports movies? Okay. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. Okay. Most of these are <laughs> Which documentaries. Which is what we do, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most of these are documentaries. Okay. And, and none of them are about baseball. Mm. I have too much baggage <laughs> from my childhood about baseball to be able to watch a film about baseball. So let's just forget that. Okay. Um, uh, so a couple of these are endurance running films. Okay. And really, it just happens that, like, I went through... A phase where I was really, really, really big into endurance running. Okay. Until I got an overuse injury, and I'm trying to get over that now, but was totally addicted to marathon running. And so you didn't like Chariots of Fire? No, I'm not going to bring that one okay. up. Okay. No, I I don't think I've seen it recently enough to even remember it well enough. Won the Academy Award, which I don't agree with, but uh, yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's it. a whole other <laughs> tangent. Yeah. You know, as far as like proper films with running, like. It's so predictable for me, but like I remember, there's like a a scene in the beginning of Metropolis where there's like this this these people running. Well, the, the I can't think there's of any, the loneliness like, of the long distance runner, the famous British it. film. Yeah, I've not seen it. Yeah, uh, even Iron Maiden wrote a song about it. So, I can't yeah. think of any like well any proper films yeah. with like endurance running or mm-hmm. um, well anyway. So, so the, yeah, what, yeah, what'd you go with? Yeah, so the two documentaries I chose Unbreakable, which it's not like a wide-release film or anything. Okay. It's just like a DVD that I ordered because I was totally interested in going from like um, marathon running to uh, ultra marathons. Okay. And there is in California um, this 100-mile race. Mm. So at the time I was getting really interested in like local races and like uh, races with like legend and lore behind them. Okay. Like in, in the Bay Area, there's the Dipsy race. It's mm-hmm. only like a seven... Uh, mile race, but it's kind of brutal, and it's got this really kind of um, community history to it, and it's fascinating. Um, so I got into that, and then there's this 100-mile race that goes from like near Lake Tahoe to Auburn, California. It's oh, cool. 100 miles, uh-huh. and um, there's this documentary that's really, really fascinating, to me anyway. I don't know if it would be to anyone else, unless you're really into endurance running, running uh-huh. right? But it somehow, it just it took this one year of the race, and it tracked uh, four or five ultra marathoners, um, and it's just like their story through the race, and it's actually kind of amazing because me, for a marathoner, I'm usually in like the middle or the middle to the back of the pack, and sure. never get to see like the front runners mm-hmm. uh, very rarely, anyway, and certainly never like their stories. And this documentary just happened to capture like their preparation a little bit of their personal lives mm. and then the the drama of the race as it's unfolding yeah and a little bit of the aftermath so for me it was just fantastic do to most see of the runners kind of have injuries just from i mean this can't be good for your body like no but, it's yeah. not i mean uh, the, uh, you know in some ways it's good for your body <laughs> yeah, for sure i mean it keeps you <laughs> but in at shape, the same but time the it's killing tear. you and breaking you down right which uh, the wear and tear on your legs and maybe and, and you know a lot of that for me the overuse injury like I understand like yeah it could be bad on your joints but I'm 
I still like I fault myself for having like really bad running posture. Got it. So I take a lot of the blame myself. Sure. And I keep thinking, oh, I can get back into it. I just have to like heal and then yeah. I'll get back into it. I just I'm learning uh, what I have to not do in order to prevent like future. Right. But then, overuse if you change injuries. the way you run, that'll just throw off the, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll throw off your. So my first overuse yeah. injury was like in my um, abdomen. I thought I had like a hernia. Hernia, yeah, yeah. And you could have had a sports hernia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it turned out it, it just wasn't. It was just an overuse injury, and it Got went it. away over time. And this, the one that I have now, is in the back of my heel. Mm. And I think it's because I changed my. Running, like, as Style, you say, yeah, yeah, and so I kind of moved. You compensate, overcompensate, the, yeah, 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 overcompensated, and now the injury is just somewhere else. And I once I heal up from this, <laughs> you'll get. Some. Yeah, I'll just you know the next one will be on my scalp. Yeah. I'll be like, what the heck am I going to do about that when I'm running? You just know? need a full body callus or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but running really appeals to me just in terms of like travel. Sure, it's a way to get to know different environments in mm-hmm. a really kind of intimate way. I'm not a street runner. I'm a trail runner. Okay, I just like to be out in like the wilderness and you get to see a lot of the natural environment yeah. over time. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so what are the other ones that you And well, well, this one, I just, the okay. one other thing I have to mention mm-hmm. about um, Unbreakable is my yeah. favorite runner, ultramarathoner, uh, Killian Jorne uh, is a Spanish runner. He's mm-hmm. featured on it. He, he doesn't win, spoiler alert, <laughs> but um, it was really fascinating for me to see kind of this person that in that sport I kind of idolize go yeah. through a journey. So... That's why I like that. Cool. One. Um, the Barkley Marathons is this really weird um, Netflix streaming. I don't know if it's produced by Netflix. Anyway, that's how I saw it. Okay. That's how your listeners can <laughs> see it. That's true. But it's this really bizarre, um, like ultra marathon endurance race torture system devised by this guy who goes by the nickname of I think like Lazarus. <laughs> um, and it's in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and it's just this bizarre thing that's uh, kind of a mystery how to get into it. And then when you get there, it's all these like sets of mysteries that mm. uh, unravel. It's, uh, it's all of these weird kind of traditions that are particular to this race that make it this almost unlikely thing that anyone would be able to get into it and yeah. would want to get into it. Uh, it's it's limited to like forty people a year. Wow. They don't advertise the admission process mm-hmm. at all you just get in by luck or by uh word of mouth and yeah and this kooky guy just created this race it's like five back-to-back looping marathons wow it's limited to 60 hours and it's in this really inhospitable terrain where it just breaks people down so and do they have new runners every year or are there repeat yeah i think okay. they okay. burn through <laughs> yeah, well, yeah it's hard yeah. yeah i think they just like uh, oh, what is the motto of the race? It's the I think the motto of the race is the race that eats its young. <laughs> and you just, in this document, you just see these people, like, like they, they hope for the best and they usually endure the worst. And I don't think even any of them finished. And I think it's very rare for anyone to finish, like, all five loops. Right. It's kind of um, like this Tough mutter and all those. Even weird, worse. Yeah. Even weird, worse. Yeah. yeah. So, and so I guess you, you get a map. And some cryptic directions, <laughs> and then they set you out in the wilderness. It sounds like a like go, a like a, a fiction movie almost. You know? Almost. Yeah. Oh, they should make a fiction. That would be movie a good one. out of this, or like parallel to yeah. it in some way. Um, and and so you take these directions and you go out and you try and find your way through the woods, mm-hmm. day and night for like sixty hours. Okay. 
and uh, there are these books that are hidden out in the woods. Mm. And you go out, and your race number, I guess, is associated with page numbers of these books. Interesting. So the only way that you prove that you've gone out to uh, out in the full loop yeah. is you find these books in the middle of nowhere, and you rip out the page associated with the number, and you bring those pages back. Crazy. And if you don't do that, then oh. you just keep going. And apparently, there was this one year where this guy was out there, covered like only like a few miles wow. in like twelve hours mm-hmm. or something ridiculous. Um, no, this that totally sounds like a fictional movie. This yeah. is great. This and, is, and the documentary just, it's just every moment you think, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. And then the next moment comes. And it's like, how did they think of this? Why did they think that they could put these people through this? Yes. And it's, it's fascinating to watch these people go That's through it. That's good stuff. And, yeah. yeah, and I was thinking, gosh, you know, I'd like to do something like that. It would kill me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It would totally kill me. Um, okay. So I do have another couple of documentaries on here. But let's, mountain do, let's, climbing. Do, let's do traditional I'll skip, ones. Yeah, I'll skip yeah. to, I only have one. Okay. Um, and it might even be cheating a little bit. <laughs> That's a, you're you a friend of the podcast. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the name yeah. of the movie, and you tell me if you will consider this a sport movie. Okay. The Big Lebowski. Because, uh, you know, some lists have included it because there's some bowling in it. Yeah, but it's not just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, exactly. So there's some bowling in it, so that's yeah. why I'm including it. But it's not just that there's some bowling in it. It's one of those movies like when I did um, So I'll, give it, to, I'll give it to you. I'll let you explain it, and I'll tell you why I'll give it to you. Okay. Yeah. So, so like my thinking is like when I was doing romantic movies, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be doing like the bitter pill romantic movies. Mm-hmm. So I was selecting movies with romance in them. Sure. So this one is like, yeah, it's a movie with sports in it, yeah. but it's so much of the structure of – the relationship of the key characters that it actually becomes kind of like a linchpin for the film itself. I think you could watch it as a sports film, even when it's not, this is crazy. I know this is crazy. No, I get what you're saying though. But even when it's not, uh, a, a a scene set in the bowling alley. Yeah. If it's just those three friends bantering, it's so much kind of captures the, the dynamics of bowling. Or being on a team or something. Or being like on that. a yeah. team and, yeah, league bowling. Totally. It's like it totally carries over. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, because uh, my mother-in-law and my husband and I were on a bowling, like, team. Yeah. bowling mm-hmm. league for a while. And I was like, yeah, that's... That's how it is. So totally I'll give like it to you, and the that. reason why is, like, I think some people pick Field of Dreams, but a lot of people oh. agree that Field of Dreams, though baseball is a heavy element in it, it's mm-hmm. really not a baseball movie. Um, right. Granted, the thing that that com- that binds everyone together, and of course the ending with his with his father coming back, is baseball. But right. really, the the movie is about finding his dad and the loss, and, and never getting along with him when he was alive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's totally. I think Big Lebowski is a good pick. Okay, I, I accept it. Excellent. Cool. cool. <laughs> not that it matters what I accept. <laughs> As always, I'm just I'm, looking for acceptance here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Malin. <laughs> The the one that the, the the ones that really stuck out to me, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm gonna name two. Okay. One of them is we were we are Marshall. Yeah, a true story. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that one really hit me because um, it was it it was it was that scene where um, the the two coaches were were at the bar. Yeah. And the assistant coach was like, "What are we doing? You know, like we're not we're not respecting mm-hmm. the past. You know, like we're they're losing. We're yeah. bringing these kids on, and they're just losing. Right." And the coach basically says, like, it doesn't matter um, if we win or lose. It doesn't even matter that we play the – it doesn't even matter how we play the game because no. they were just getting, like, crushed. Yeah. It was just like it just matters that we play. That's right. And, and the then, team on the field. Right. And then he was just saying, like, you know, one of these days 
when all that one, one of these days when all that matters is winning. Yeah. All that matters is the next game, getting to the championship or whatever. Like, you know, and we don't think about all these things. And no. That's when we serve them justice. Right. And that that got me to think about just like it's interesting, right? Like you want to get to a place where you can take things for granted. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. I took out of it. Yeah. Well, people, if you don't know the story, so Marshall had a football team, the college, uh, Marshall University, mm-hmm. uh, they had a plane crash, and mm-hmm. most of the team died. And the varsity so, The varsity crash, team yeah. uh, died. So um, they needed to basically piecemeal a mm-hmm. team together to basically get them on the field. And they got yeah. permission, and they fought really, really hard yeah. to get permission yeah. to put rookies on the field mm-hmm. and everything. And yeah, I mean, they, they won like one game or two games yeah. in the whole season, but... I mean, he was right in what he said. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, now they're prominent again. Absolutely. But it's just, it's just the, the idea that the idea is to me of getting to somewhere. I, mean, I know I'll repeat myself, but yeah. getting to a place where you can take something for granted. Sure. Makes you not take things for granted yeah. in the moment, right? Well, and just this year, the Michigan basketball team had a had a plane crash, and oh, luckily, really? yeah. I mean, they. I think they were pretty much unscathed, but um, it's crazy to think that this. Uh, has it happened more often? I mean, you right. think of how much teams travel yeah. and all, you know, just it's knock on wood, nothing like that ever right, happens right, again. So right. that's crazy. What, what's your other uh, pick? The other one is um, is actually a documentary okay. um, called Roads. Um, mm. It's about, um, it's about, uh, two generation of Dunlop brothers. Okay. Um, and if you don't, if you don't know Dunlop, but it's, um, they're a, a racing family, basically, okay. mm-hmm. uh, motorcycle road racing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have nothing to do with that tire. Company. Sure. <laughs> it's <laughs> completely separate. But it was just like um, two sets of generations, and it's just like this. This the, the documentary was shot in a way. It was just like a, it was an actual story arc. It, mm. was, it was very linear, but you, you just got to see like these people and why they do what they do. Yeah. And, um, I, I guess in a way, I was able to relate. You know, it's just yeah. like just. The focus it the focus it takes just to do what they do, mm-hmm. and then on top of about the risk, and then just doing it anyway because that's their passion. Right. And um, you know, it, it does go through generations because it's two brothers, mm-hmm. and then um, one of them's got kids, and then there's two younger brothers, mm-hmm. and you get to see them. Kind of, it's just it's this it's like a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. Because it's a very dangerous sport. And people, sure. there are, and there oh, are fatalities. Yeah. And especially in road racing because oh. you're, um, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with um, mm. road racing. There's mm. different kind of circuits in motorcycle racing. Okay. So there's like, um, there's track circuits, right. which is like, your Rossi's famous for, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he runs all the tracks. But then there's road racing, which is like Isle of Man and mm. stuff. Where you're basically going through European streets. They're blocked off. Which is crazy, yeah. And there's like fire hydrants, yeah. there's lamp posts, there's like the streets aren't even that well maintained. Right. And you're going by like 100 something miles an hour. Super and dangerous. It's, yeah. it's incredibly dangerous. And yeah. there are people die all the time. Yeah. And um, just, I don't know, it was, it was just an amazing story to see this family mm-hmm. who who go through just these ups and down swings yeah. and just every emotional possible. And you're sitting there and you're going through it with them. Yeah. And it's just it was it was really incredible mm-hmm. to watch. Well, I know uh, you you're a Mike, uh, motorcycle enthusiast, and right. so are, are do you race at all, or have you raced? No, okay. no, I haven't been on track. I want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to get. I mean, um, more so because it makes you a better rider. Sure, you're safer on the streets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I do relate with that kind of just singular focus. Yeah. Just like everything's blocked for your mind, mm-hmm. just going. But just um, the way they describe it, though, it's just like I don't know. It's just I, I recommend that to anybody. Yeah. Just, not because it's motorcycling or, no, no. or not because it's sports me, but just the story sure. and the emotions and the way, the how passionate people are. I mean, that's what it is. It's the passion. Yeah. Like, they sell the passion, mm-hmm. and they don't have to sell it. Right? I'm actually surprised there hasn't been like a feature film basically on 
on motorcycle racing in general. At least I can't think of one. I know there have been a few race car driving. I can't but, think of any yeah. either, actually, now that you mention it. Which is it. surprising. Only documentaries. Yeah, <laughs> but you would think, I mean, just recently there was one, I think it was called, was it called? It was with one of the, I think it was with Thor, the guy who played Thor. <laughs> yeah. And it's a true story about like him, I guess he was maybe an IndyCar driver mm-hmm. back in the 70s. It was really well done. I think Ron Howard directed it. But yeah, yeah. you would think there would be some stories. Yeah, uh, some fun stories. Yeah, uh, but um, just to go back. Yeah, on yeah. The, Just to go back on the story. Um, there's uh, one of the brothers, um, uh, the youngest Dunlop brother from the first generation. Uh-huh. You know, he has this like I know I'm ruining it, but that's what we. No, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's what we do. He, he but no, this, people can watch. Yeah, it. he has this horrific crash, and it okay. wasn't his fault. The right. bike, you know, malfunctioned. Got it. Yeah, and he's just wrecked. Mm-hmm. He's just like destroyed. His body is just like destroyed. Yeah. And then he comes back eventually and wins the TT race, mm. like against like people who are just like younger. Yeah. And, you know, and it, I mean, this is like, this is a young man's Sure. Thing, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, in everything, risk taking yeah. everything, right? Mm-hmm. The younger you are, the more testosterone you have, right. like, the more you're willing to push it. But he comes back with a modified bike. Mm. He's like 40 something years old, like wow. older than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he just goes out and he kills it. Yeah. And you're like, how is he possibly doing this? Like, yeah, he's that broken. drive, yeah. yeah. He's completely broken. And it's just stuff like that inspires me. Yeah. You know? It's just like. And where do you go from there? <laughs> I mean, right, like you right. build, it's like that build up to get to that point. Once you've done it, what's your next step? You know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome. I definitely want to check this out. Yeah, too. it's on Netflix. Good, good picks. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Okay, so for this week with Samantha, we're going to cover one sports movie, and she just discovered that, well, she already knew she liked this movie, but she wasn't going to do the podcast. First, we were only going to talk about, what, Talladega Nights or Dodgeball. Yeah, I think my favorites have already been covered. I'm not a sports person. Mm -hmm. I was mostly forced to watch sports movies Mm -hmm. growing up in PE class or Mm -hmm. with other people. You're Um, a sports person, but you don't necessarily like sports movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Mm -hmm. not my go-to genre. Right. If you've listened to me chat about (laughs) movies before. Not many art house sports movies, (laughs) I know, for some reason. But Uh, you found one while doing your research. I Just one that has... Has a bit of sentimental value sure. to me. The masterpiece. Bend it like Beckham. <laughs> I don't like soccer. I've never played it, but it was just special to me. So I have ever. I've never. Dirty little secret. I've never actually seen this movie. I have definitely heard well, of it. So explain to me. You're missing out. That's what I've heard. So explain <laughs> to me the premise behind Bend It Like Beckham. Um, well, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but basically, um, it's based in. The UK, I'm not sure, if, near London, I okay. think, basically London. I don't know. I always associated it with London. Sure, because um, David Beckham's from, or played yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, main premise, there's two main characters. The um, main girl, I just opened it up on Wikipedia mm-hmm. to double check, but she's Punjabi. Okay. So, she comes from a really traditional family, mm-hmm. um, but she's actually a tomboy, and she loves playing soccer. So, um, and then she's friends with Kira Knightley, ah, who's mm-hmm. like on this team. Um, I think she ends up like seeing her play. So Kira Knightley sees this other girl like playing soccer in the park with her friends mm. or something. And she's like, you should join my team. So, um, I think she lies about it for a while to her parents. Okay. And then <laughs> so fine. Cause she's like, I'm not supposed to play yeah. like soccer. Um, and like the mate, the coach is a guy and the family's like very traditional. Got it. Um, 
so yeah, she plays with the team and then there's some like teenage drama. I think like Kira Knightley has a crush on the coach. It's played by Jonathan Rhys Meyers. Uh, uh -huh. So, um, and then they end up like going to a tournament in Germany. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is the uh, soccer equivalent to Bring It On. Oh, Bring It On is also okay. an amazing Okay, well, we consider film. cheerleading a sport, I guess. You know? yeah. I don't really consider it a sport. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. So, hey, we're going to do Blades of Glory and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, movies based around sport-esque yeah. themes, Bring It On. Bring counts. It On can do that. Um, but, yeah, I just really like it. It's a charming movie about, <laughs> like, a girl who, she's not her, like, traditional girl, at least according to her family. Sure. And kind of becoming herself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a, yeah, the friendship is nice. Yeah. And I was always a big fan of Keira Knightley, so this is one of her, like, early movies. And as you had mentioned before, this was the age that you, you would be into movies like this. Yeah, 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 so this is when I was, it was 2002, yeah. so I was, like, a young teen. Yes. And... Yeah, it was just really fun, mm -hmm. and I still go back and will watch it once in a while. It holds up for you, and I think that's <laughs> if cool. If it's on TV, I think it might have even been on Netflix for a while, and I watched it. <laughs> so um, when we do our movie Friday, and hopefully we'll scan for Ben and Mike Beckham, we'll, we'll put it on for you. Oh, fabulous. Okay. That is fabulous. <laughs> Unless the Thin Man's on, then we're, I'm sorry. We're the <laughs> Thank you as always, Samantha. Okay. If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for damn good movie memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories.